I'm leveraging these people, other people's money, OPM, to buy these properties. So I'm using leverage in the beginning when I'm buying and I'm rehabbing other people's money. I'm using leverage on the back end when I'm going to refinance these properties. Leverage is a massive part of my business and it's a massive tool that all of us real estate investors can utilize. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. All right, guys, welcome back to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm David Dodge, and I will be your host today. Today's episode, we are going to talk about the power of leverage. We all want financial freedom and security, although very few of us have actually been taught how to build long-term wealth while earning an income. I am here to teach you exactly how you can increase your income and build wealth fast. Rentals are a foolproof way of achieving these goals while also allowing you to pay fewer taxes, invest more of your hard-earned money, and ensure a financially secure future for you and your family. Guys, let's learn how to work smarter, not harder. Let's learn how to take control of our finances and make our money work for us. If you are here today, you have likely accepted the fact that nobody can become rich and stay wealthy by just working and trading time for money. It is time to shift your focus from short-term gains to long-term wealth creation. I'm David Dodge, and on this show, I will teach you how to build wealth and create cash flow, all while paying less in taxes. Let's get started. Man, I am excited. Today, we are going to be talking about the power of leverage. And there is so much power in using leverage to buy real estate. I mean, really, that's probably one of the main reasons why I love real estate. There's hundreds of reasons, right? But one of the main reasons is, is that we can use leverage. And there is so many different types of leverage. So the first thing that comes to mind is bank loans. As a landlord, I need banks to be able to refinance out my private and hard money lenders. And the beautiful thing about bank loans is you can get a bank loan up to 100% of the value of the property. If you're using the Burr method and you're buying rentals like I do, my goal is always to be all in to a property. That's purchase, that's rehab, that's holding expenses, that's closing costs, that's hard money or private money interest, all of those things combined, taxes, insurance, whatever it may be, all of those things combined, right? If I can be all into a property at 80% of what it appraises for and I can get an 80% loan, that means I'm gonna have none of my own money invested in the deal. I'm gonna acquire an asset 
with none of my own money. Literally, it's free. I'm getting free assets added to my portfolio each and every month. That is the power of leverage. Amazing. Now, when I'm buying these properties and I'm using private or hard money lenders, that is also leverage. I'm leveraging these people, other people's money, OPM, to buy these properties. So I'm using leverage in the beginning when I'm buying and I'm rehabbing other people's money. I'm using leverage on the back end when I'm going to refinance these properties. Leverage is a massive part of my business and it's a massive tool that all of us real estate investors can utilize. I love it. Now, there's other types of leverage other than just money leverage or financial leverage, right? When I am buying a property and I'm using the Burr method, and hopefully you guys know at this point that that's what I do. That's my niche. That's what I love. The Burr method. It's my passion, right? But I'm also leveraging other people to fix up these houses and make the repairs and renovate or rehab these properties. I don't swing a hammer anymore. I used to when I first started and the first property that I bought seven, maybe even eight years ago was a property that probably should have been torn down. But I said, you know what? This is a low risk way to get in. And I bought this property in Ferguson, Missouri. And I'm sure you guys have heard of Ferguson. It was in the news, not for good reasons, right? But it's actually a nice little neighborhood up there. Ferguson is a good little community. And I bought a house up there. It was a two bedroom, one bath home. And it was a foreclosed home, bank owned, right? Those are referred to as REOs, real estate owned. It was a bank owned property. I bought this property for $19,000, okay? I went ahead and I spent the next seven months. This is when I first got started about eight years ago, full time that is. And I spent the next seven months fixing this property up. Seven months. And I ended up spending about 30 grand on the rehab. That was even with me doing a lot of the work. It was 30 grand worth of, worth of either materials or me paying contractors and friends to come work with me and help me and teach me how to do these things. I don't regret doing that because it was a seven month classroom, right? I got to understand electrical and plumbing and flooring and roofing and you know anything and everything, drywall and tile and cabinets and light fixtures and plumbing fixtures and HVAC installs and hot water heaters and you name it, windows and doors. We did all of this to this house. And I bought this house for basically 20 grand. It was $19,000 purchase. I put $30,000 into this property. And in the end, it was only worth about 50 grand. All right. So it wasn't really a home run, but I wasn't upset because I used this property to learn so much about rehabbing. The main thing that I learned is, is that I don't like rehabbing. I don't like doing it myself. Meaning I love to rehab a property and make it look pretty and make it look new and be able to get it to appraise for more and have a higher value and higher ARV. 
and be able to collect the highest rent, the market rent, because it's rehabbed and it's fresh. But I don't like swinging a hammer or going to Home Depot and Lowe's and picking up materials and having to show up on the job site and actually do the work. So what I'm getting at is, is that you can leverage other people and contractors to go out and they love, some people love doing this stuff. I don't necessarily like swinging a hammer, but other people do. And I can leverage them to get in and rehab a house for me, renovate it, update it, turn it over after a tenant moves out, whatever that might be, right? So leverage is a big part of real estate investing when it comes to leveraging people to help with the rehab and the repairs. Another way that we can use leverage when it comes to real estate investing, specifically when it comes to rental properties and right, and being a landlord, is we can leverage property managers or property management companies. You see, when I first started 17 years ago, I was a landlord. That's what I did. I started there, right? And I was doing my own leasing. I was renting out these properties and meeting the tenants. And I think that everybody should probably start there just because you will learn so much about being a landlord and about the leasing process, right? But at this point, I'm trying to buy five or 10 rentals a month, right? So I don't necessarily have a ton of time to be swinging a hammer and doing my rehabs or going out and meeting tenants and showing properties and getting leases signed. So I leverage the power of my property managers. And in fact, I have three different property managers right now. I have one for all my single family properties. I have one for all my multifamily properties. And I also have one for Airbnb property. I only have one Airbnb, but I do have one. And I have a, a, thir a third party manager that helps manage that. So I'm leveraging multiple different people to manage my properties as well, all right? I'm also leveraging real estate agents from time to time to help me determine my ARVs. I'm leveraging banks and bank appraisers to basically tell the bank what the property's worth. I'm leveraging lots and lots of people. I'm also a wholesaler and a fix and flipper, right? The name of the game when it comes to real estate is marketing. This is a marketing business before it's any other business. And what I like to do is I like to keep the best and wholesale the rest. This is the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, right? That's what we do. We wholesale. But I love to cherry pick the best of the best deals that my direct-to-seller marketing brings me and keep those as buy and hold rentals. So I'm also leveraging the marketing efforts that are going out the door so I now have the ability to cherry pick the best of the best to keep in my own portfolio. You know what else I love to leverage? Virtual assistants. In fact, right now, I think I have four. I could even, I might even have five. I think I actually have five no, I have four virtual assistants, but I have three other VAs that cold call for me. So I guess I have seven. I have seven virtual assistants. And these people are amazing. They are part of my team. They're my friends. 
I kind of even look at them like my family in a way because I'm able to leverage their time when it comes to cold calling, answering phones, following up with my sellers, setting appointments for me and my partner, uh, making offers, and really a lot of it is just answering phones and being nice and building rapport and following up. The follow-up process when it comes to real estate is I think some of the most often overlooked activities that us investors do. Marketing is great because it gets the leads in the door, but if you are not following up with those leads, you are literally throwing money in the trash can. Follow-up is so incredibly important. So leveraging other people on my team, like my virtual assistants, is another way that we're able to use leverage in this business. Now, I also have a bookkeeper on my team and I have a transaction closing coordinator. Some people like to refer to those people as transaction coordinators. I've always called her a, a closing coordinator. It's the same thing at the end of the day. But I'm also be able, I'm, I'm able to leverage the bookkeeper's time. So I'm not doing the books all day. Somebody else is helping with that. And I also get to leverage my transaction coordinator, my closing coordinator, to help get the deals pushed through at the title company. The transaction coordinator also helps manage my private and hard money lenders and make sure that they get paid on the first of every month like clockwork. And also my transaction coordinator helps manage my banks, my local banks and credit unions when it comes time to do a refinance. So without leverage, I wouldn't own, I'd probably have 10 or 12 properties, to be honest with you guys. That's probably where I would be. But I have over 85 properties at this point in time. And the reason is, is because I embrace leverage. I embrace financial leverage with hard and private money lenders. I embrace financial leverage with my banks. I embrace leverage with my contractors and leveraging their skills and their time to get in there and make these properties look pretty. And I leverage my three different property managers to make sure that the properties aren't vacant and that they're occupied and that they're rented and that the tenants are paying rent and that they're paying their rent on time. And if they don't pay their rent, then they're gonna hear from a property manager and that's leveraged. And then last but not least, guys, I am leveraging my team, my team of virtual assistants or my team that does the bookkeeping or the, the transaction coordination. And also, I mentioned this earlier, but we also love leveraging real estate agents because the real estate agents may sometimes bring us a tenant. They may sometimes bring us a buyer or at a very least, they can help us determine what a property's ARV might be or what a good offer on it might be as of today. So do not discount leverage. Leverage should be your best friend when it comes to real estate investing. And, and really, if you are starting out and you are new and you know maybe, maybe you're just looking to do your first deal, right? Well, you can leverage third-party individuals or companies to help you spread the word and get your marketing out the door, right? So I have cold callers 
and I leverage their time. And they basically just tee up leads for my team and I to go run those appointments or to make offers on. So there is so many different ways that you can use leverage in your real estate investing business. And in fact, I probably left off five different additional types of leverage that we can all use every single day in this business. Guys, thanks for listening. This conversation continues over on wholesalinginc.com. Go over there and check it out. And if you want to work with me, I would love to communicate with you and hop on a call and talk about how we can help you. You can book a call over at wholesalinginc.com. Guys, get out there, take advantage of leverage. Not only are you capable of it, but you're worthy of it. Sign it off. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.